Welcome to the Crash Training Podcast, where we're going to help you work to reclaim or preserve the highly perishable skill set of crash reconstruction. Okay, everybody, welcome to episode number four of the Crash Training Podcast, brought to you proudly by Crash Training Solutions. I am your host, Bobby J. Mullinax, and in episode four, we're going to start that deep dive that I told you that we're about to get into uh, on that minimum speed equation, and we're really going to look at what you're actually even calculating when you do the minimum speed equation, because there's always, people know how to do the formula, it's a very easy formula to calculate, but a lot of times they're not really sure what these numbers even represent, or how, you know, this or that being off could affect the outcome. So we're going to take the next few episodes and really look at that. Uh, and that's going to kind of segue us into doing, you know, something very similar with the velocity formula as well. Now, before we get into this, um, let me go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Yes, there was a little bit of a brief five or six month hiatus there between episode three and episode four i apologize um since we do have a small team here a lot of times we have to shift focus in other areas and we were really working hard to try to get all of our online training up there to and uploaded and edited to where we can start moving that towards a on-demand uh, type of setup and we're extremely close to getting that done there was also some other things going on that we were working on so um, a lot of big announcements coming in the next few days uh, that's really going to help us close out 2021 and move into 2022 hopefully with a little bit of steam so I do apologize for that hiatus but now we're back here we're back in the studio we're getting the podcast back up and running and this should be pretty regular going forward we're even going to you know go crazy and record a few episodes in advance just so when a server breaks or something happens and we have to address that on the the online training side the podcast doesn't have to to be put on hold uh, again so we're actually starting to get a lot of really good traction with it it was uh, very humbling uh, to see the kind of response that we were getting and hopefully, you know, everybody's joining us back here for episode number four uh, that was listening with episodes one, two, or three. Uh, you know, especially um, the crash crew down there in Cape Town, South Africa on D-Shift. Uh, Patrick, uh, Craig, and Jolene, they sent me a nice email, said they really appreciated the podcast. Uh, great group of, you know, officers down there. And um, I felt bad because, you know, they sent me the email and then literally like a week later, um, we had to put everything in hiatus. So, you know, we're back. So hopefully you'll be able to use this and put it to good training use like you guys were doing down there in South Africa. And it's really, a, it's crazy to think that that was being used as a training resource all the way in South Africa from South Carolina. So that just, that blew my mind. Um, and also, you know, if you're listening from the United States or elsewhere, you know, I, I really, really do, you know, thank you uh, for helping make this podcast as successful as it could be. Uh, I, a lot of people are actually watching it or listening to it outside of YouTube, um, which I didn't expect. But looking at the analytics for that, there's listeners from the United States, of course, but Canada, Germany, New Zealand, 
Ireland, Greece, Canada, Australia, France, the United Kingdom, Switzerland, all over the place. So this has been really a, a great experience putting this out there for you. So I hope you enjoy it and continue to check back with us. And if you are listening on you know Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of those audio um, formats, go to crashtrainingsolutions.com forward slash podcast crashtrainingsolutions.com forward slash podcast and you'll be able to download all the visuals from the podcast so you'll have those as well so let's jump into what we're going to be looking at today we're going to try to keep these a little bit shorter than they had been in the past but let's look at what we just saw here on the screen we have a car that slides to a stop and let's say that that car slides a distance of 50 feet and we have a drag factor of 0.76 that we're dealing with for the road friction. And we're gonna say it's a completely level surface. We're gonna say we don't have to adjust anything. We're gonna say that we have four wheel, you know, full brake lockup and this car slides all the way to a stop. So we know that we wanna know what the person's speed is here at the start of the skid. And for this example, we're gonna say that the speed is zero miles per hour at the end of the skid. We're gonna say that he slides all the way to a stop and doesn't hit anything which we know usually people are going to hit something. Um, you know, how many times do you really have to reconstruct a crash if they slide all the way to a stop and don't, you know, don't hit anything? Usually we wouldn't be called there if there was no collision. So we're just going to look at this scenario at first, and in the next episode we're going to start looking at you know, sliding the impact and things like that. But you know, every now and then you will have this exact scenario um, come up. I think I've had two or three crashes, all bicyclist or peds, to where somebody either hit the bicyclist and then slammed on brakes and slid to a stop or hit the pedestrian and then slammed on brakes and slid to a stop so sometimes it's just this easy is going out there pulling a distance pulling a drag factor and getting that speed at the start of the skid and we know that if we're going to try to do something with this there's a couple of equations that we can use right out of the gate and we know if we want to know what the speed is uh, we would just say that speed is equal to the square root of 30 times the distance times the drag vector. Or if you are um, from outside the U.S., you've probably seen this one. 30 is equal to the square root of 254 times distance times drag vector. Same thing. It's going to give you an answer uh, in either speed uh, in miles per hour or uh, speed in um, kilometers an hour. So same thing same basic um, function of the formula just two different two different outputs and where a lot of people get really confused at is they're not sure when they run this equation what they are actually determining and i think the reason for that is a lot of it has to do with terminology because depending on where you were trained or what you've heard, you might have, you may refer to this <clears throat> as a speed loss. All right? You may have heard it referred to as a speed loss. You may have heard it referred to as a speed equivalency. All right? You may have heard it uh, referred to as an energy equivalency. You may have heard it referred to as a kinetic energy equivalent speed. So a lot of different 
phrases and terminology get thrown out there, and a lot of times it's confusing on what we're actually calculating. And in this case, our car slid to a stop, so we could run this formula, and it's also going to give us his actual speed uh, in either miles per hour or kilometers an hour. We know that's not always the case. So let's look at what we were actually calculating. First, if I just want to do the math and I want to run this out and I want to figure out what this vehicle's speed is, I would just say speed is equal to the square root of 30 times distance times drag factor. So I'm going to say speed is equal to 30 times the 50 foot distance times the 0.76 drag factor uh, that we came up with. And when we multiply all of those together, we're going to wind up with 1140 under the radical. Once we take the square root of that, we're going to come up with a speed of 33.76 miles per hour. And in our case, since he slid to a stop on one surface without hitting anything, that is his speed at the start of the skid. So a lot of people always think that anytime we run that 30 DF, we're getting a speed. But that's not really what we're calculating. We're calculating that equivalent energy or that kinetic energy equivalent speed. What I like to call this is a could have been going speed because he could have been going up to 33.76 miles per hour and still stopped in that 50 mile per, or at the, excuse me, that 50 foot distance. And it's, it's going to make more sense if we look at it this way. So if we wanted to figure out from a particular speed how far a vehicle would slide before it came to a stop, we would just say that distance is equal to speed squared divided by 30 times the drag factor. So we would say in this case uh, 33.76 squared divided by 30 times 0.76 so once we square this, um, we're going to come up with, let's see, 1139.73 divided by 30 times 0.76 is going to give me a value of 22.8. And once we divide the top by the bottom, he is going to go a distance of 49.98 feet. And the reason it's not quite 50 is right up here, you see that once we squared this, um, the way everything truncates out, we were at 1139.73, and over here we were at 1140. If I took 1140 and divided it by 22.8, it would actually come out exactly 50 feet. So we know that our vehicle needs 50 feet to stop from 33.76 miles per hour, on a drag factor of 0.76, which matches the speed that we calculated because that's the speed he actually was going. So this is a could have been going speed. If he'd been going 40, then he could not have stopped in 50 feet. And you know, he may have struck something or went onto another surface or just continued to slide. So any time that we calculate something with that minimum speed equation, looking at it in this, this use, we're calculating that could have been going speed. He could have been going up to 33.76 miles an hour and still stopped with that drag factor <clears throat> on that distance that he had available to him. In our case, he was, in theory, so he came to a stop. 
Now, the reason for that is when we look at energy, um, and we're not going to define this all the way to the minimum speed equation because I don't want everyone to shut their podcast off at once, but when you define the minimum speed equation, you start out with kinetic energy is equal to half an object's mass times its velocity squared. And we know that one of the first things we're going to do is we're going to make a substitution because kinetic energy is also the same thing as saying a force applied to an object over a certain distance is equal to half an object's mass times the velocity squared. All right, so let's look back at our earlier example and this time we're going to say that he slides those 50 feet all right and we're still going to say that he comes out to a speed of zero but now we're going to say that he has a weight of 4200 pounds all right and he still went his 50 feet distance and he still had that 0.76 drag factor all right if i if if I want to push this car with that weighs 4,200 pounds on a surface with a drag factor of 0.76, then I actually have to apply a force to it. For me to get this car to move, I have to apply a force of, let's see, lost it on my note sheet. We have to apply a force of 3,000. 192 pounds to that object to get it to move. So if I want to know what the kinetic energy is, if the kinetic energy is equal to force times distance, then I can just say that force times distance, 3192 times 50 feet, my kinetic energy is going to be equal to 159,600 foot-pounds. So it would take me 159,600 foot-pounds of energy to move that 4,200-pound object 50 feet with a drag factor of 0.76. All right, but you, you also know, if you can remember from defining this equation, that there's also another substitute that we make. Because if you remember uh, just our drag factor equation, which is drag factor is equal to force divided by weight, I can also kind of rearrange this to where I say that the force is equal to the drag factor multiplied by the weight. And that's how I came up with the 3,192 pound uh, number up here. I just took the drag factor of 0.76 multiplied it by the weight of the vehicle and that's going to tell me what the force is so now i just make another substitution this time i'm going to substitute force for drag factor times weight i'm going to drop down the d for distance and i'm going to say that that is equal to half an object's mass times its velocity squared all right so now let's see if that is the same thing this time we're going to say that kinetic energy is equal to Drag factor times weight times distance. So Ke is equal to, let's see, 0 0.76 times 4,200 times 50 feet. And when I multiply all of that straight across, I'm going to get the exact same thing. I'm getting 159,600 
foot-pounds of kinetic energy because it's it's basically the same thing we just made those substitutions we said kinetic energy is also equal to force times the distance and force is also equal to the drag factor times the weight so we just worked everything down and we're saying that this vehicle at the start of the skid had 159,600 foot-pounds of kinetic energy and you're gonna see where we're going with this in in just a second so now let's look back at trying to figure out a speed if I just have those skids and I use this formula we already said that we work everything out and our speed is going to be 33.76 miles per hour so now I know from my earlier example that the kinetic energy not using 30 df at all but the kinetic energy is 159,600 foot-pounds and the weight that we assigned to the vehicle was 4,200 pounds so now if I take energy and convert it to a speed am I going to be close to what I did with the minimum speed equation so I'm just going to say that speed is equal to the square root of kinetic energy times 30 divided by weight so I'll say uh, 159 600 times 30 divided by 4200 pounds so speed is equal to the square root of let's see four seven eight eight zero 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 divided by 4200 so speed is equal to 1140 under the radical we take the square root of that and we are at 33.76 miles per hour so the speeds are exactly the same because when we do these uh, minimum speed formulas or we use this 30 df formula we are essentially calculating what i like to refer to as a kinetic energy equivalent speed so we're saying that if we ran kinetic energy that 159,600 foot-pounds of energy is equal to 33.76 miles per hour and with the minimum speed equation we're basically calculating it and we're saying that for the car to skid 50 feet on a surface with a drag factor of 0.76 that is equivalent to 33.76 miles per hour of energy and the two just kind of bounce back and forth off of each other so when you're doing these speeds you're not always technically calculating a speed but you're calculating that kinetic energy equivalent speed and when they go all the way to a stop like in our case the speed is going to be what it was at the start of the skid but if they have an impact with something or they skid across a couple of different surfaces then it's not going to be the vehicle's minimum initial speed or that speed at the start of the skid you, we've got to do some things a little bit differently so for this first block I just kind of wanted to show you uh, how that minimum speed equation directly relates to energy because it is essentially derived from kinetic energy 
So we are calculating that kinetic energy equivalent speed. And that's going to make more sense if it's not clicking just yet or it's not coming back to you fully. That's going to make more sense on the next block when we start looking at this car sliding across the surface and then impacting something. So that's going to be what we're going to be doing next time on the Crash Training Podcast. And again, um, I'll go ahead and I don't want to just leave you, you know, wondering or in suspense. I said we had a little bit of a hiatus because I had some things we were working on. Uh, we were working very hard to get all of our training in a on-demand type status. That's probably going to be ready by January or February. So we're very close to everything being on-demand. You know, pay today, start today, register today. But we've also got some other exciting things that we're going to be announcing on LinkedIn in the next few days. And we're, we're recording this, um, you know, September uh, 30th, last day of September 2021. So the first week of October, we're going to be making a couple of different announcements. One I'll go ahead and give you now. Um, if you like the podcast and you're getting use out of it, and you want to practice, we're going to kind of be building a companion uh, publication newsletter type thing that goes directly with this podcast to where every month we're going to be sending out practice problems exclusive to our LinkedIn company page. So if you if you don't follow us on LinkedIn, go to LinkedIn, search for Crash Train Solutions, follow us, and every month we're going to be dropping that newsletter um, that all of our followers will be able to see and then after a few days, we're going to be dropping the video that works all those problems out step by step. So that's going to be a phenomenal way to maintain your skills um, and practice. We're going to be doing a little bit of everything, minimum speed, combined speed, um, airborne's, vaults, rollovers, all of the stuff that you would see in the basic level, you know, first few levels of reconstruction, we're going to be practicing uh, with those formulas and that's going to be completely free and it's going to drop through LinkedIn. So I'll go ahead and tell you that one now. There's a couple of other ones. One really big one that I'm trying to wait till Monday, October 4th to release the video for. But, um, you know, I may get ahead of myself. I may get a little bit excited. You know, I may do it over the weekend or, or tomorrow or something. But at least by October 4th, uh, we're putting a video out there that is going to change the reality, so to speak, and how you see virtual online training. So we're very excited about that. So just some things to be keeping uh, keeping you up to date on what's all is going on. Those are going to be dropping several great updates uh, that you'll be excited about the first week of October. And remember, if you're listening to this podcast in the audio form, just go to uh, crashtrainingsolutions.com forward slash podcast, crashtrainingsolutions.com forward slash podcast. Uh, and you'll be able to get all the visuals from this, see the problems worked out, and all that good stuff. And, you know, that's free as well. So until next time, uh, you know, stay safe, and uh, I'll see you soon.